I recently came across a book by Tony Rank entitled, 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. The title intrigued me because I have suspected some of this has been going on for years. In the book, Tony is not anti-phone, but encourages the reader to be mindful of changes that are happening in us because of our use of our cell phones. So far, we have considered that our phones are encouraging us to become addicted to distraction, have encouraged us to ignore flesh and blood relationships that require effort and risk on our part, and that they have encouraged us to crave immediate approval. We have also seen that our phones are changing us is that they are robbing us of literacy and causing us to feed on the produced images others want us to see. These are examples of how our phones are changing us. Another way that our phones are changing us is very related to last week's issue. Rank says it this way, we become like what we like. Many of us remember middle school. We remember trying to fit in. We remember trying to decide if we would be a jock, nerd, preppy, hey, I'm old, or some other subset of middle school culture. How did we make these decisions and which group did we choose? We usually made these decisions based upon their perceived benefits to us. If we saw a pretty girl, or handsome dude, that was a part of a subset, then we chased that particular one. If our friend suddenly joined another subset, then we would decide if we wanted to be friends with them any longer. If we did, we joined, or tried to join, that one. Our phones encourage this as well. That effect can be positive or negative, but it is an effect and it is changing us. The Bible addresses this on a personal level when Paul said, Do not be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals. 1 Corinthians 15:33, NASP 95 Many of us realize this and that has some to do with why we choose the friends we choose and the places we visit, etc. But have we stopped to think that electronic company corrupts good morals as well? For instance, if a friend has always posted pictures of family time, we begin to feel dissatisfied with our own family time and take actions to change to align our reality with the images we have liked. Conversely, if a friend posts pictures of their new girlfriend and the fabulous life together, all of a sudden, we find ourselves critical of our spouses and more demanding because our reality does not measure up to what we are seeing in social media. The direction of the influence is not the main issue, but the fact that we are influenced is the issue. The average reader could easily stop and see through a perceived subterfuge here. They might be tempted to say, but isn't Rank attempting to influence people through his book? While they are correct in assuming that the author is aiming at serious thought and potential changes in the behavior of the reader, consider that the average person doesn't read that much anymore, see earlier article on losing literacy. Consider also that a picture truly is worth a thousand words and it does not take one long to realize this might have potentially powerful effects. Rank quotes an old adage that is becoming more and more the situation in which we find ourselves. We are not who we think we are, we are not even who others think we are, we are who we think others think we are. While other chapters have hit upon the temptation to be inauthentic in how we present ourselves, the effect is not only on us as we present ourselves, but how we consume what others produce, last week's article, and then how that changes the way we think. We become like what we like.